Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. time in a long time but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side beast mode no one's blocking our way <laughs> these other guys tried it but them man ain't got the skills of brazen and davy brazen and raging bringing you the drills and spills right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man too sweet brady bbp the bb elite right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man too sweet brady bbp the bb elite Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for BDE Leet. And uh, wherever you found us on a podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those podcast apps. And of course, twitch.tv slash up next podcast. Hello, Twitch Room. Hello, Twitch Room. Yes, we are Braden Davey. We cover NXT on Up Next, but we can also be your dynamates here talking about some AEW dynamite like we do ever, uh, every week, every single week, just because we like, just because we like to. That's, that's why we like talking. We like the sounds. I mean, it's of kind our of our voices. job by now, isn't it? Like, yeah, it pretty much is. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's uh, been our routine for a few years now. But yeah, we uh, we're we're in the Wednesday Night Wars because uh, one of our own, the, one of our one of our young boys, John Ceno Evil, is now a traitor. He showed up. He, we recorded a show with him today for our Patreon, but he's now head to head with us as he's uh, filling in for John Pollock on on post wrestling uh, their Dynamite reviews because there's a crazy storm right now in Toronto, uh, and I, I could lose power at any second. It's actually kind of a bit hectic right now. I, I'm recording this literally looking out the window over the gardener here in Toronto, and it's like it's it's wet. It's, oh, it's going to rain. Yeah. It's well, crazy. I was in my shorts and t-shirt today, going on a <laughs> lovely walk in 20 degrees sunshine. It was oh, beautiful. But wow. apparently, we're having like winter storms next week or something. So all fun what? games. But yeah, that traitor Cino, and and now they're doing the old. They're preempting us now as well. They're they're moving their show 10 minutes early. So. There's Sons of fucking bitches. no one in the Twitch chat right now. 
Yeah, exactly. Makes it all yeah. worth staying up till 5 a.m. every week. <laughs> it's exactly right. Yeah, Dan, that Dan Sino ruining yeah. our, our vibe. Uh, actually, we recorded a show. You should listen to Shot in the Dark on this very free feed of our podcast. Uh, John Sino covers all the other wrestling. AEW Dark, Dark Elevation, uh, I think Level Up. I don't know what else he co- Everything else. Just everything else. He covers in 15 all minutes. All the wrestling. All yeah, the wrestling. all the wrestling, and it's on this feed. But... We, we see he covered all the wrestling and he used to cover 205 Live every single week. So 205 Live is 205 Dead. So we decided to do a best match ever, 205 Live, uh, all the, the best matches. And Sino curated this list and we, uh, we recorded that show with them today and it was pretty awesome. So we find some hidden gems in the land of 205 Live. So, uh, yeah, really, really fun show. And if you've got Peacock or the network, um, Highly recommend going back and watching some of these. Like none of the matches are longer than like twenty minutes, and I'm sure there's some of them that you didn't catch uh, when they aired. Because I mean, I didn't. A lot of people weren't really checking out a lot of two hundred five, but some really good stuff there. And the show will be dropping this weekend, so yeah, looking forward to that one coming out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was it was awesome. So that'll be out this weekend. We also did a was next talking about some old NXT. That's out on the Patreon. All these other shows out there, go check us out, patreon.com slash up next for all the podcasts. Uh, but uh, how are you? You watched some wrestling today? I'm you wrestled good. out? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't know. Yeah, kind of. Um, not as much as some previous weeks, but um, yeah, it was, was a good week. Um, yeah, all those 205 matches we talked about today it was fun. It had a uh, interesting dynamite tonight. Uh, as I said, went for a bit of a walk earlier because it was gorgeous here. So trying to just make the most of that while it's nice. Um, and yeah, just just meeting up with some old people, been seeing some friends I haven't seen for for many years. Uh, got the uh, like my my group of like guy mates together for the first time in six years the other day. So that was cool. Lads. Yeah, seeing another friend tomorrow I haven't seen for about three years. So yeah, like I've got about a month left here, and finally, like everyone is like, "Oh, are you you're going soon? Let's do stuff." So like I'm pretty pretty full uh, for the next few weeks, which is great, and looking forward to Leeds coming up in just just what ten days now, something like that. So uh, grapple.bigcartel.com if you haven't got your tickets yet for the live show in Leeds. Doing our Up Next Mania kickoff show. Chris Elliott taking on Armand Neal in a loser gets a dick punch match. Um, that's all very exciting. Gonna start putting everything together for that. Um, got plans to go to Liverpool in a couple of weeks. That will be fun. What about um, Blackpool? I I ain't going to Blackpool. I went a long time ago. Like I joined no clubs. intention to go again to Blackpool. See you um, around the clubs in Blackpool? No? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. But um, we were talking about Sino. We should probably say at the top of this show that next week we won't be going live on uh, Wednesday night, but we will be doing a a Thursday morning BD Elite, myself and John Sino, at 10 a.m. next Thursday. So if you want to hear our AEW review, uh, we'll be going live at 10 a.m. Eastern time next Thursday. And yeah, John and I will be running down the show and NXT as usual next Tuesday. Yeah. So we'll be back next week for, of course, up next. You said you're going to be doing another BD Elite. Uh, and then, yeah, Stand and Deliver. We will be going live right after it ends. And that'll be during the day on Saturday. 
And then the podcast will be up uh, just after that on the this feed as well. So, yeah, so many podcasts as well. And, yes, go check out if you are in the area and you want something to do for WrestleMania, go to Leeds and go hang out with the Grapple Boys and the Grapple Lads and uh, and Davey. And someone's going to get punched in the dick in, in that game. So, I mean, what you're going to see great, great, great stuff. And if you're in Toronto area, come to Sneaky D's for our WrestleMania watch party. We're going to hang out and eat some nachos, and it's going to be fabulous. So, yeah, at Up Next Podcast on Twitter for all the updates and everything. Because I have a pinned tweet. A pinned tweet. Ah. Yeah. Pin, pin. Jo- John Pollock will be so proud. Yeah, I pinned it. Pinned it. Good, I pinned it stuff. to the Twitter. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I would love to see some... Uh, uh, friendly faces and hang out and watch some WrestleMania. Um, I'm I'm getting excited. I I do I am interested in some of the other like non WrestleMania shows uh, that are happening. Like Ishi, he's making the rounds. Who's he facing at one of these things? Someone tagged us earlier, and I was like, "Whoa, that's uh, Timothy good. Thatcher." Yeah. Wow. Um, Ishi, Timothy Thatcher on the same show as Biff Music, Minoru Suzuki. Um, yeah, what else was on that card? Um, yeah, some WrestleMania is always a great time because like everyone is in town for that. So you can have all these crazy kind of matchups and, and yeah, this, this, this week, this year, this weekend definitely feels kind of like it was a few years ago with all these shows going on. Cause last year really wasn't the same, was it? You had not that we went, but you had some like, like, you know, shows in car parks and things like that. It wasn't like the old WrestleMania weekends, but it seems like a lot of shows going on, a lot of exciting stuff. Um, I can't say I'll be watching every single show, but I'll definitely be dipping in and out and trying to see, um, like, the top recommendations of the weekend. Yeah, and I am interested in Supercard of Honor, that now that TK is kind of, uh, rejigged the show a little bit now that he owns Ring of Honor. We haven't heard much mention of that, but I guess it's a, a, a slow, slow build there. But mm. the the card itself, I mean, Briscoes versus FTR is definitely a match uh, that has my attention. So I'm definitely gonna have to check that out. Um, but yeah, there's gonna be a lot like doing stand and deliver, uh, then then doing like a WrestleMania party and and everything. We're gonna I'm definitely gonna feel the the burnout from uh from the next week or so but it'll be a lot of fun so yeah uh follow us for all updates about everything and uh i i it's a, it's i'm a hoping time. for like good wi-fi on my train to leeds because that way i can or try and get up early enough that i can you know download some of these shows that i can watch on my journey because that will certainly make the time go quick uh being able to watch some of this stuff yeah true uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in seeing some of uh, the the wrestling coming out uh, here in in Ontario. Like they started opening everything up, and they've started like announcing a lot of like concerts and festivals. And now finally, acts that haven't been in Canada for quite a while are finally coming up. So I, I'm missing BD Elite next week just for a show that was like rescheduled like four times in the last two years. But I went on a like concert ticker, ticket spree. Um, and it's not the only, uh, tickets that we now, uh, have because Jesse from the six, our friend here in the six, uh, basically said, Davey and Braden, let's go. If AEW won't come to Toronto, then we got to go to AEW and the closest they're coming is Detroit. So yeah, we have tickets to dynamite in, uh, yeah, Detroit in, in June. Uh, so the summer's, the summer's looking good. Like. You know, yeah. the summer is going to be fun. We got tickets to, I got us tickets to Rufus the Soul 
for the summer here in Toronto. It's just going to be a good vibe. We're going to see some dynamite in Detroit. Have you been to downtown Detroit yet? No, no, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, boy. I mean, be Detroit, our friend of the show also. I mean, he's definitely going to have to show us around and, and show us a good time. So uh, yeah. anyone who anyone who is going to be... Uh, I mean, this is months and months away, but we just got these tickets. So shout out Jesse from the Six. Uh, yeah, I got I got to start trying to make some money, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This stuff. Yeah. I'm uh, very much going to be diving into the job hunt as soon as I get back to Toronto. Um, yeah, but it's all fun. Yeah, all these things. Uh, going to try and make the most of it this summer. I think this is. I'm really excited for this summer. As I said, got yeah. a little taste of it today, but it's it's hopefully knock on wood the like most open. We've been since the beginning of this whole pandemic two long years ago. So, um, yeah, definitely trying to. And if it's only, you know, things open for a few months, let's make the most of it and try and see as much as possible and hopefully try and get more of these uh, like live events going. Uh, and yeah, but um, super looking forward to going to Detroit, Michigan. Should be good. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited. We'll go to the. Is it? Do they call it Greek Town? The casino there. There's, there's, there's a, there's a vibe. We, are you, do you want to go to Eight Mile? Um, you want to go to Eight Mile? Right? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We'll, we'll we re-listen to, to our show we did uh, we about did Eight Detroit, Mile. About Eight Mile, and yeah. uh, well, we got to have some uh, Detroit-style deep dish, don't we? This is true. Well. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. What's the difference? The sauce is on top. Sauce is on top. Is it? Or something uh, like someone's going to correct us, but yeah, something like that. It's pretty good. Yeah, so uh, hey, anyone in the, the Detroit or Michigan area planning on going to that show, this is your months in advance warning that we're going to party in Detroit like no other. We're going to listen to Eminem, some Kid Rock, maybe. Oh, yeah. Maybe not. We're going to live our life. <laughs> uh, just like load up, what is it, Motor City Machine Guns? Just watch a bunch That's of right. matches in the hotel. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. Point to your hand. Exactly. Point to your hand. Uh, well, that'll be in a few months. So maybe, I guess we'll have to do the show on the road. Maybe we'll do it in the car. I think Jesse said, no, we'll get a hotel, I think, that night. So we'll probably have to, probably do the show the next night. Let's be honest. Let's be real with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing a show after. No, after we're going out. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Hopefully we're in a, we tried to after Grand Slam, but like the area we were in just wasn't happening. Queen, was yeah, Queens wasn't like as crazy bumping as like you would a downtown Manhattan or say Brooklyn mm. on a Wednesday night. But yeah, we, we got some nice chopped cheese though. Always it was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, it was the only thing we could get. <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I was a little sketched out by the place, but that's how you know it's good. Yeah. <laughs> we go, <laughs> what were you going to say? No, I was just like, we were going to go like, oh, shall we just go to like bed and like not eat? And I'm like, no, I'm so hungry. I need to eat something. Yeah. And we're like, well, there's this place. Let's give it a go. I ended and up loving it. It was yeah. pretty good. It was all right. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe we'll have the same experience a few months later. I'm excited. Some wrestling down the line. But uh, they will come to Toronto eventually. If they're coming to Detroit soon, I do suspect. They'll probably be in Toronto like the next week. And we'll be like, ah. Uh. <laughs> we'll be like, ah, fuck. Yeah, True. It's possible. Well, I think they'll be here by the end of the year. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. I think by the end of the summer or the fall. But I mean, if they're coming up here late June, then you would suspect maybe they do come uh, close around that time. But let's go to talk about some dynamite that happened tonight from Texas. Uh, Texas is big, but where where in Texas was this? They were just (laughs) outside Austin. Is it uh, Cedar Falls or something like that? Uh, I can't remember the name. But yeah, just outside Austin. Which is crazy considering WrestleMania is in Texas 
I mean, Dallas is farther different. Yeah, well, I mean, Texas is pretty huge. Right. Um, like, it's pretty much bigger than... I think it is bigger than the UK, Texas. So, it's like... Jeez. Yeah, it's pretty big. Okay. Well, we start off Dynamite tonight from Wednesday, March 23, starting off with a singles match. The first time we've seen CM Punk since his win at Revolution in the dog collar match. And he's going one-on-one against Dax the Axe, Dax Harwood, one half of FTR, who comes out with his uh, tag team title, the AAA tag team title. Mm. This this quickly got the internet or internet uh, wrestling Twitter buzzing because it instantly became the battle of Brett's love match, meaning Brett Hart's love. The two biggest Brett fans basically yeah. here going one on one on the anniversary of Brett versus Austin in the uh oh at fam- fam- yeah the famous match there nice. so there was a lot of callbacks i would say kind of in this match but yeah the two Brett fans going at it here no one was wearing pink but FTR does have a pinkish hue in their their entrance yeah Dax also seemed uh leaning babyface here as well like he sent uh cash to the back for the match they kind of like shook hands and he said he was going to do this on his own um so interesting like maybe that kind of possibly explains a bit of this this split from tully maybe um but yeah he was kind of playing it down the middle this week Mm. yeah i think there's more to the story with the pinnacle and tully and possibly ftr but yeah they're definitely leaning more baby face i think last week with the bucks kind of trying to clown them kind of was the start of it. Mm. Well, we get Dax and Punk kind of scrapping here. It's getting a little deep and gritty. There's then Dax who hits him with a snap suplex and then a snap leg drop for a near fall. There's then a battle of chops and then they fight into the corner. The gun club are sitting kind of ringside and this distracts Dax who kind of tells them to get the hell out of here, which then, uh, gets Punk some advantage, and Punk goes up for some sort of elbow drop. It gets blocked, and then Dax hits him with a huge superplex off the top, which was pretty great. Uh, there's then a spot where they both suplex each other off the like over the ropes, off the apron, to the outside, both taking a nasty spill. There's then uh, Wheeler, who's out, who's ringside. He comes it back now from going down to the through the tunnel and he's like there supporting his buddy when punk eventually hits his uh, elbow and then goes for sorry at the cross body and then turns it into the anaconda vice dax then gets out of that puts the sharpshooter but it gets blocked and then there's like a series of roll-ups and an inside cradle back and forth the crowd were super hot for all these near falls here dax especially. had a nice sharpshooter too yeah, well, he yeah, he didn't get into it because he this was when it was blocked the first time. Oh, okay. But then he hits the the springboard like where he bounces you when he's power bombing you into like the sit out liger bomb, which wow, just killing Punk here, but kicks out at two. There's then Punk who gets back up. There's a counter for counter, and then the GTS, but it's blocked and turned into yes, a beautiful sharpshooter from Dax. He's definitely he knew he had to look good if he hit the sharpshooter. Mm. And it looked good. It looked pro. Didn't want to let down dad. No, you couldn't. You couldn't. And somehow Punk eventually gets out of the sharpshooter and counters it into the Anaconda Vice, which gets him the win here. And Dax taps out. But yeah, uh, for like Dax, you know, being known as just the, the one half of FTR, uh, shows yet again in, in his singles action that like he can, he can go. I thought this was a pretty sweet opening match. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, me too. I thought this was excellent. Um, Dax Harwood has really proved whenever he has these singles matches that he's a really good wrestler. And right back on these episodes of Was Next we're watching, like he's showing up quite a bit in 2013. And you, even then you can see he's, he's good. And, and Punk is just, uh, on like such a run at the moment. He's putting on so much, so many good matches. Um, and yeah, just a really good, like, baby face sorry what am i talking about really good um wrestling match here and i wonder punk's gear because he switches it up quite a lot oh he's in the pants here he's in the he's in the long boys here long boys i'm trying to work out if there's like like a reason why he wears certain things because this is what he wore against derby and i'm wondering whether this is like his kind of because this was almost babyface versus babyface here, whether that's what he chooses to wear for that. And then, obviously, he had, like, the shorts for both the Eddie Kingston match and then the basketball shorts for the uh, MJF match, whether that's more like when I'm, you know, going to have a fight, going to have a bloody brawl. And then the trunk's more traditional heel babyface or something like that. I don't know. It's just, it's interesting because he's switching it up a lot and I'd like to know kind of the thought behind it um but yeah I, great opener here i think because punk is just deep down a huge comic book fan that just like in different comic book you know each guy's got different attires and you know spider-man's always got i mean we we do all these batman reviews podcasts we've seen there's so many different bat co- it's like he's got different ones for different things like you mm. said right like yeah uh yeah i thought this was great i mean they, they, FTR dropped Tully, but here we have Scott Dawson, now known as Dax the Axe. I mean, if they don't have Tully, that means they got to get Sylvester Lafort back, right? I guess Bring him so, back yeah. as Bring his back. manager, the French it, guy. It just makes no so much sense. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's clear as, clear as day. It needs to happen. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually thought this was great. And it was kind of a little bit of a love letter to Brett. And you know, he wouldn't give this uh, four out of 10. He's probably watching this like nice. Yeah. Nice. He'd probably still critique it. <laughs> he probably still <laughs> I think Punk is actually becoming a better wrestler as well. Like he's he's always had a bit of a wrestling style, but he's always had a, this kind of scrappiness about him as well. And he seems like a lot more solid as an actual wrestler now, too. Um like not really missed a step in those no, seven I, years or, or I agree. improved. Maybe some of his MMA training has added like like more wrinkles to his game or something, but he's, he's, it, it's really quite impressive to be out that long and be putting on the quality of matches consistently. He has. Yeah. I really, I really like this match. There was a lot of uh, like little nods to old Brett matches. I think specifically the, the Austin one, but yeah, this was great. Uh, we go to the Jericho appreciation society and we see the picture of John Silver and Jericho. That's the thing in wrestling now. You just because because we're these wrestlers it, are so, I, I silver. Think it was Alex Reynolds, wasn't it? No, it's Is it silver. It's silver. It's silver. Yeah, it's silver and Jericho because okay. he shared it on social media this week. Okay. That's the thing. That's the thing now. These wrestlers are so yeah. young, and so, some of them are still old and still in the game that it's become this trend. Uh, what's your do you have? What's your favorite picture with a wrestler? Well, I've I've got one somewhere with Jericho. I've definitely told this yeah. story before. Um, where, where you're miserable, yeah. Where I'm miserable, he's miserable. And <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I've told the story before, so I won't go into it again. But yeah, we, we both pissed each other off and then have this picture yeah. with each other. 
Wow. Where both of us are like this dickhead. So that's quite I a have, funny photo. I have a few with Jericho when I was when I was probably around te- in, my, in my teens as well. A few, and then when I was like older, fought, I, I won tickets from John Pollock at the time. But I was I was probably like nineteen or twenty, and I got to see Fozzie at a club in Toronto. But then like afterwards, people it turned into like like a rock club at night, and Jericho's just walking around and drinking, and that's when he got his his Fozzie tattoo on his hand. And I have a picture with him, and he's wearing glasses indoors, which is definitely a smart move. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, this is. Would that be like what picture do you have? You have a picture with Kyrie, but would I've got, a picture, a, with, <laughs> I've got a picture with Kyrie? Yeah, I've got a picture with Mick Foley, picture with Seth, uh, picture with the New Age Outlaws. <laughs> 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 I've. I've got one. This was all at Access. So, like, I was yeah. lining up to see... Um, it was actually the Rhodes Brothers, Cody and Dustin. And I was okay. like, oh, that's pretty cool. I, I like both of them. And two for one, you know. And got right to the front as they switched them out. And they switched them out with the great Carly. And I was like, fuck's sake. <laughs> and and they basically said, Carly doesn't shake hands or do photos. So I was like, what, what? the fuck? I was like, I don't even want to see this fucking guy. And all he's going to do is sign my program. Like, that sucks. So wow. I uh, I managed to get my mate to still take a photo. And Carly was like, like, oh, no, you're taking a photo. And I just pulled a silly face. But yeah, that sucked. Like, I lined wow. up for a while to see, you know, Cody and Dustin. So when your feud with Kali kicks off, exactly, exactly, in a few years, you'll use that photo, I'm sure, yeah. in it. But yeah, that's the new thing in wrestling. Uh, well, Jericho and the association here, they backstage, they have a promo promoting their tag team match with, uh, sorry, Jericho and Garcia against Silver and Reynolds, and they mention that the Dark Order are not even on my level; they're nowhere near our level. And Garcia says, we beat up pro wrestlers because we are sports entertainers. And Silver and Reynolds, you're going to get Future Endeavored. So later tonight, that match. I like how they use Future Endeavored as their... Yes. Are they just going to keep doing WWE stuff? I noticed... I, I, f- I can't. So. I can't remember Jeff Parker's new name. I know Matt Lee is what? Cool Daddy? Magic and Daddy? Cool Fuck. Hand Ange. Cool Hand Ange. How could I forget? Yeah, Cool Hand Ange. He's dressed like Butch. Like Butch? <laughs> He's dressed like how Pete Dunne is now dressed as Butch. Like a, a nice this shirt is, on. This nice suspend- shirt and suspenders. Yeah, the suspenders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, it was just- kind of more, it was more like Mad Cat Moss or Happy Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't, not quite the Peaky Blinders, but he looked, he looked dapper. They all looked dapper. Yeah, yeah they do. They're sports entertainers. Yeah. Well, then we go to our next match, which I don't think anyone was ready for this. Uh, they, they announced this match a while ago, but it's happening. So the Hardys are going to team with Sting and Darby, which some would say is definitely a dream team, I would say for sure, going up against the Andrade family office, but no, Andrade's not in the match. It's the Butcher and the Blade and Private Party. Hmm. Versus, so four on four. And then literally as this the entrances are happening, commentary just say, hey, this match now is actually no DQ and like anything goes. It's like, uh, sorry, wait. No, th- this was announced. Yeah. Oh, was, was it? Okay. Yeah, Being announced as an eight man tornado tag and tornado oh, had... are, are no DQ. Oh, okay. Yeah. I figured that it was just because it was tornado. And then all of a sudden they say, like, oh, by the way, like anything goes. So I was like, oh, okay. Interesting considering 
who's in this. And then all hell just breaks loose. This is just chaos from the beginning. We get the Darby Tope before the, the, the baddies are even at the, the bottom of the ramp. And then Sting climbs the top rope and jumps off and hits a crossbody to private party. Oh, my God. So right away, I you, we're already screaming at the TV, like, what's going on? And then there's everyone's fighting everyone here. And then they're fighting through the crowd. And I, I think it's Butcher who's with Darby here. And it's they're, like, about to just go to break. And correct me if I'm wrong. Butcher just throws Darby down some stairs. Yeah, he has him up in, like, a powerbomb and, like, swings him against the sides of the... Like on the banister, concrete and everything. Yeah, the and concrete then just concourse. Dumps him down the stairs. <laughs> Jeez, this guy just throws him down the stairs. By the way, Butcher and the Blade. I think I've said they got the best fits in wrestling. Like Butcher looks like he's from like Grand Theft Auto or some sketchy drug dealer in Miami video game from the eighties or something. But and then Butcher just got a whole vibe going on. But yeah, just th- Butcher throwing Darby downstairs. Craziness. There's picture in picture. And, like, you know, usually picture-in-picture, picture, I don't know about you, sometimes, you know, you look at your phone or you maybe you go get a drink or whatever. Like, picture-in-picture, picture, maybe sometimes you're not always watching. But I, I'm i looking at the screen and just chaos is they're now fighting through. It's like here comes the pain. They're going through the, the back area. It's like DDT with, you know, them wrestling all mm. through the place. When we come back, we get a private party who's beating down on Matt Hardy who's kind of left alone on the like entrance ramp and he Matt tries to side effect one of them off the 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 stage as we've seen Matt do in his career quite a few times but instead private party hit a double side effect on Matt off the stage through a bunch of tables just insane uh and then they cut back to backstage yes there's still things going on because now Darby and Jeff are working together as they're beating up the butcher and the blade and Sting is there helping him somehow. There's then, like, they're fighting near the merch stands where all the pro wrestling tea stuff are and tables and merch tables and a crowd and everything. And I can't, this is third week in. Jeff Hardy has been here for three weeks tonight. And, well, hey, there's a giant ladder. I better go climb it. So Jeff climbs up the ladder, uses it to then maneuver onto part of the fucking Balcony. The wall, yeah, yeah, the balcony part of the fucking wall in this place jumps off with the Swanton bomb onto both of them th- through these tables. Just insanity. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, what a maneuver. This was crazy. J- JR was like, <laughs> JR, as Jeff was just about to jump, JR was like, well, he's not about to hit him with like a, an arm bar or something like that, like a hip toss. So yeah, JR is just grumpy, I guess. But this spot was crazy. Again, Jeff. You just got here. He's like, yo, hold on. I got to remi- remind me of these people. Cool about the setting here is it almost looked like a school gym where they were. It didn't look like your typical like uh, WWE arena. So seeing Jeff do this, it just it looked like he was almost in an indie hall hitting this, which I I thought made it look cooler in a way because it's Jeff Hardy just still doing nuts things, but in different settings. Um, yeah, you've got the PWT boxes flying everywhere. Uh yeah, this was this was crazy. I mean, yeah. we we know he's gonna do shit like this as soon as it's no DQ. Of course, he's gonna jump off. I know that's that's why I was like, oh wait, this is no DQ. Then Sting, Darby, Jeff, and Matt are all. Everyone's gonna want to do some crazy shit. But yeah, this is what I wanted to see. I wanted to see Jeff Hardy jump off 
giant ass ladders and jump off stuff. I was a huge fan of him as in TNA as well. And this kind of reminded me of that where you just jump off random parts of the building, I guess. But b- they cut back to the ring. Sting goes back to save Matt Hardy. And now it's Sting and Matt against Private Party. And there's a spot where Sting is supposed to like catch one of them and hit the Stinger splash. But he kind of uh, loses his balance and falls. So Quinn now like just walks over to Matt, who then gets hit with the the kick to the gut and allows Matt to – I think that he blocks the, the gin it's, and juice. It's the gin and juice. So it's the like the Rana into the, the cutter. And yeah. Sting blocks the cutter to go for the, like, um, like, like the skull end. Scorpion the, death drop, yeah. Yeah, like that position into the scorpion death drop and slips a little, but gets him eventually. I mean, once he actually hits it, he gets the guy in position, looks at Matt, and then they both hit their finishing moves, the twist of, the, of fate and the death drop, uh, at the same time. But yeah, I thought this looked great. Uh, this, this was the finish and yeah, they win as there's chaos outside my building right now. Uh, yeah, this this was nuts. Like honestly, the first thirty minutes of this show, um, watching it on fight over here, uh, you you get the picture in picture as normal. So there was no break at all from right at the beginning of this show, and just having that Punk Dax Harwood match right into this, this was nuts. And AEW really know how to do these Falls Count Anywhere matches. You know, they're so... When we see them in WWE, there's nothing new or creative about them. It's just like plunder, walk about the place. Whereas these have become a bit of a staple now. You think of that that um, street fight or whatever it was they had before the first stadium stampede, which was like, oh, this is that, crazy. That was insane. Yeah, that's just like this. The match, uh, the match at... Um, what was the last pay-per-view? Full Gear, was it? No, what? Revolution uh, with some of these guys in it was was crazy. They've they've really made it now. When when they do one of these Full Count Anywhere matches, they're really fun and really exciting. And they had exactly the right people for this. Um, no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Yeah, no, this was crazy. I, again, I wasn't ready. My body wasn't ready to, to see all this craziness. I definitely lost my mind. I jumped up. Uh, and and got got hype for for Jeff Hardy, I'm a rock star like Jeff Hardy, man. I love this guy. Uh, I'm happy that he's here. Like I just want them to have this final like run, and I it seems like they're having a blast doing it. And man, when that Hardy music still hits, it, the crowd gets fucking hype for them. But yeah, uh, I'm about it. I love this. This was crazy. This is exactly what you wanted to see. They don't just like make you wait for st- like if they can do something, they'll do it, and they won't wait. Like they'll let you. See it. People wanted to see Darby Sting, Jeff interact right away. And look, that's like literally the first thing they're doing. Yeah. Like they're not necessarily going to give you the Hardys versus Sting and Darby immediately, but they're certainly going to give you things that are interesting until then, you know, yeah. um, with sort of elements of it, doing a multi-man, doing all that. Um, yeah. They're not just going, all right, well, we're just run this rematch from last week and then do that again and then do that again until we're ready for a new match. They they definitely know how to pace feuds out, I think. No. Yeah, man. I mean, this just put a smile on my face. It was so fun. I mean, that's what pro wrestling is about. It's supposed to be beautiful and insane and crazy, and I love it. Uh, but, yeah, Sting getting the, the win with Matt Hardy here, and I'm sure we'll, we haven't seen the last of the Andrade family office. 
We get a promo from Dax after his match here. He's with Dash back, uh, Cash backstage. And this was a, a pretty fired up promo. He's talking about, uh, you know, maybe he lost there, but those ass boys and that he doesn't even want to call them ass boys. And he goes on. I, this guy has such intensity. And uh, like, I know he's kind of been the talker for FTR kind of throughout their career, but man, he gets so fired up and very believable and he, rightfully so. He's he's upset at Billy Gunn's sons, and that's what he's going to call them. And, well, they're going to face the Gun Club, FTR versus Gun Club. Uh, I think, was it next week or probably on Rampage? There's a lot of stuff. Uh, next week, I think. Yeah. And they're, I think they're both in the rankings level, are they? Right. That's right. So, yeah. So, so next week, yeah, FTR versus uh, Gun Club. I was going to say Dumb Club. The ass boys. Yeah, he said, like, I'm not going to give you a silly gimmick name. You're just Billy's kids, kind of as an insult there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely so, kind of cementing this maybe, like, baby face turn with these guys that they're... I, yeah, I would think they're so. They're getting frustrated with everything, and they want to prove they're the best out there. But I think it works. We haven't really ever seen them as baby faces. We've, we've certainly seen them as an act we wanted to see succeed and be pushed and stuff, but... Never really right back to Sylvester Lafort, seeing them <laughs> as a babyface act. So it'll be quite interesting to see how they do in this role. Yeah, 100%. We go to our next match, which is Re- the Regal Men, Moxley and Brian Danielson going up against the Varsity Blondes, Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison. And Julie Hart sad in the corner, just looking all sad in her eye. Sat on the steps, yeah. Just pouting and in a daze. Did you see on was it dark or whatever rampage or something where Griff threw the jacket at Julia? I know. Justice for Julia. Yeah. When is she going to turn on these assholes? Like, come yeah. on. Yeah, she she. There's something brewing here with her just being all sad. She, she didn't even watch. Yeah, she's not even watching the match. Blackpool or something. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this match starts off and William Regal graces us on commentary yet again for his match to, to watch the match of his boys. And well, he mentions that these guys are combative violence and well, Mox and Daniel are just killing these guys. They're throwing them around. We get Mox just hitting a series of chops and strikes to Pillman Jr. When we come back from picture in picture, Pillman's still in it and Daniel hits him. And Pillman like takes it and then tries to deliver a shot. So Danielson is like, all right, come on, give me one. And Pillman tries and tries and Danielson just eventually shuts him down. Mox is in and hits him with a pile driver. Just a sit out Texas pile driver here. I think they did to set this up the, the like lariat into the German suplex as well. Crazy. Which looked really nice from these two. Yeah, just killing them. Eventually, the boo psycho knee and then the the anvil elbows rain down from Moxley and the the kicking the head in stomps from Danielson in stereo and then both put in like their submissions and the ref basically calls it before there's even yeah. a, a tap or anything just because it's just it's over. But yeah, Mox and Danielson beat the Varsity Blondes. Quick yeah, match. the quick match didn't need to be any more than this. Um continue the trend of like a really great first hour tonight um yeah danielson and mox are so so fun to watch and i'm looking forward to seeing who their first real feud is against i'm imagining probably going to be the best friends with what we're having later even though we, we've seen them face what was it chuck and wheeler so maybe 
Trent and Oring. Oh, well, Orange is injured, so maybe Trent and Chuck, I guess, down yeah. the line. Um, but yeah, the, these two are so fun to watch. Yeah, really fun to watch. And I mean, we've all been asking, like, what's the what's the name? And they kind of give us an answer here. As after the match, they have a microphone. And Moxley says that he's in this business because it's in his... He's, in his, he's got the passion and he loves the pain and the torture and he loves having dislocated joints because he wears these badges of like honor and he wants to know if there's anyone in, in, out there that wants to ride with us the three baddest MFers here uh, to be with us though you gotta reach deep down reach down look at yourself and realize that you must love pain and then they mention he mentions the name Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, there's the name for you. The BCC. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't mind it. I think it's pretty cool. It, it relates to Regal, obviously, uh, Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, I found this, this speech kind of funny because it was the other week we joked when Regal did his promo that it's, ah, oh, Brian Danielson, he's one of my best friends. I think he's the greatest wrestler <laughs> on earth. Uh, he used to pick my brains and we'd, we'd sit and talk about wrestling for hours. And there's John Moxley as well. <laughs> and it was like, John Moxley was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to say the shit you didn't say about me the other week. <laughs> like, get it yeah. off my chest. Um, no, but this was great. It, it also warmed my heart hearing John Moxley call Brian his friend. Uh, I thought that was quite nice. Um, yeah. And they call, re- they both call him Lordship. Lordship. Regal, but, yeah. To be with them, you've got to bleed with them, I guess. So um, we're going to see them like keep on on this tear of beating people down. Obviously, Wheeler Utah has been the first to kind of stand up since that. Um, but I, I like it. I, I'm really into this. Um, I am, going back to the Varsity Blondes, I am kind of ready for the next step forward with Julia Hart. What's going on? What's going on? She, she definitely seems upset about life. Um, so... <laughs> Needs, I mean, yeah. yeah. We, what we what do you do? The next step. She needs to join the House of Black, right? I'm um, over that now. No, I th- I wanted her to join these guys. No, they're still the commentary is still like, oh, she's not quite the same since. Wait, you want to see Julie Hart in the Blackpool Combat Club? Yeah, why not? I don't know. I mean, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel I feel like the moment's gone for the House of Black. I feel that was such a long time ago now. No, it's like, slow burn. I feel, uh, she's gonna, she, and then the varsity blondes. I'm surprised, like you didn't get Pillman or Griff trying to step up to these guys. I just, I guess they got beat up so bad that nah, they're too it shit was. to step up to these guys. <laughs> they're not, they're not bad. I, I, Griff's I do. Good. Griff's good. I do like them, but I do think, uh, like maybe do different. Like if you don't have, um, there's, there's only so many tag tag teams that can be champions then like do storylines with other tag teams that that lead and, yeah. and stuff like that instead of just kind of they always get put in these spots that eventually kind of hurt them but yeah or just watch dark and i'm sure they they win a, a lot on there uh but i, I don't I hate them by any means we go to our next segment which is well wh- yeah you, sorry before that but you do like the name blackpool uh, combat club yeah. i think it's i think it's yeah, okay but what What's what's like what's the deal with Blackpool? Is it a scary place? Is it like the Shadowlands or something? I mean Blackpool is where Regal's from. Yeah. And yeah. 
that's where the well obviously you had that like uk wrestling tournament there there was a lot of wrestling from there it's very run down it's kind of like a um like there's a big like fair there almost like some right like blackpool pleasure beach but it's i guess sort of think like coney island that kind of thing right but it's very run down it hasn't really been done up at all over the years and uh yeah, not the so nicest it, place anymore, but it used to be a fun place to go. I, I can't say I've been for years and years, but uh, I just yeah, looked up places to. I looked up places to go in Blackpool. I I actually just searched Blackpool Club, and I get Blackpool FC, which is now thirteen in their championship. But also, there's some there's some nice looking nightclubs on the the pier in Blackpool. We gotta What's, make a visit. There's the. I'm trying to look it up. Uh, Hush, Hush nightclub in Blackpool looks nice. Opens 8 p.m. Friday. Check it There's out. There's the the Pepsi Max. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee, a warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses, or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries, just might convince you. A little help never hurt, especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's right. That was the big one. Oh, it's literally called the big one now. That's their big roller coaster. It used to be called the Pepsi Max. Wow. Uh, if you type in the big one, Blackpool, yeah, it's just a, a big kind of drop. The Blackpool Combat Club. Are we going to get Bullet Club inspired T-shirts? Oh, please no! <laughs> I'm joking. I'm sure they'll have a cool logo. I'm sure it'll look real British and regal, like a like a football team, like a, yeah. a soccer team or whatever. But yeah, I think the name could could be pretty cool. I think I think they can run with it. Well, we go to MJF who comes down. He's got Sean Spears with him, and he's got about thirty security guards and jobber cops here. A few of them looked pretty familiar. Uh, MJF has the microphone and calls these people here in Texas uh, idiots and says that they have fewer brain cells than they do teeth. And then he mentions Wardlow and how Wardlow turned on him. And he says that you would you would come out here and you thought that I wouldn't honor a business agreement. Of course I would honor. I mean it, that I would honor this agreement forever. But Punk... Let me get some attention to you. You know, and these white trash hicks know that I had you beat just like I beat you twice in Chicago. One day there will be another match. So it's not over. It won't be over till I go to your funeral and piss on your grave. 
Wow, the Texas crowd, boo, MJF. But then he goes, but back to you, you spineless coward ward dog, Wardlow. In fact, I'm not going to call you Wardlow anymore. I'm going to call you pig. And then he asked the crowd, oh, you like Wardlow, huh? That's because you're inbred. <laughs> he really uh, doesn't like Texas, this MJF. Mm. He then says M- that Wardlow's just here because of me. And he took him out of that. You didn't have a pot to piss in and mentions Wardlow's mother. And says, you want me to release you from this contract? No, I'm not going to do that. And uh, then then the crowd's booing him even more. So MJF then says, I'll strap him to the cross like Jesus, which definitely got a lot of more boos here from the crowd. And then mentions Wardlow's mother again and says, well, I own you, pig. I own you. Wardlow comes out, but he's stopped by all these security guards. And MJF says, well, you're still under contract. I'm not going to release you, but I'm going to still pay you to just stay at home. And then you'll be at home and all these people will eventually forget about you. And you'll be nothing like you were before you met me. Pig. But wow, MJF with a lot of choice words in this promo. Yeah, I'm a I'm a massive MJF fan. I I think he's excellent. Um, But I this one didn't quite hit for me quite as much as some of his others did. I think maybe we've had quite a lot of him recently and maybe this could have been a week where you sit him out and have more Wardlow looking for revenge after last week and MJF not being there or something. Um, I just feel we get a lot of these talking segments with MJF and he's great at them, but sometimes the material just... I don't know. It it didn't hit me the same way it has a lot of those promos against punk and stuff, you know? And, uh, yeah, I I felt this feud could rest a week maybe and, and try and showcase some other things going on in AEW. I I don't mind. No, I don't mind that. Like I, I think you figure that Max would actually be super pissed and would want to get to this kind of right away. Cause what Wardlow did say last week, like would warrant, this character would warn anyone to be like, what do you think you're just going to, I'm just going to let you out of this contract, like get lost. But uh, I do think that people will find uh, stuff about, you know, him mentioning Jesus and stuff like that. But he's, this is, it's, it's a show where he's playing a bad guy. So he's, he's genuinely oh, trying to annoy you. So that doesn't I'm not do offended. I, I don't yeah, have a I'm problem with what he said. I just, um, yeah. no, I've got I've, that. This is MJF. That's what he does. I just yeah. don't, it didn't really, I, it was a little paint by numbers for MJF for me. You know, I, I didn't really feel as much of the emotion as I have with other feuds. And I think last week you already had him get his own back. Uh, I don't know. There's just, there's a lot of other people in this roster. Again, this is another week. Keith Lee wasn't on this at all. Um, Swerve wasn't on this at all. And I just think maybe you could have had MJF be a bit of a coward. He cost Wardlow last week and doesn't show up this week. Wardlow's kind of looking for retribution. I don't know. Just something something like just... It wasn't bad by any means. Just I've seen a lot of this from MJF in the last few months. I, yeah, I had nothing. I, I, I liked it. And it furthers the story. I don't know. Now the, the story is going to be how's Wardlow going to get out of this. I imagine we get an Wardlow is all elite graphic from Tony Khan, which then is like, yeah, I just bought... I just... I, yeah. I, have, I have new signees every week, so... 
I, I hired him, so that's probably where that goes. But yeah, I'm interested in the eventual match, and I think the feud will be great going forward. Um, and yeah, I, if he's pissing people off, then that's kind of what his job is to do, and I think he's really good at that. Uh, but he also mentions uh, afterwards that the pinnacle, people are asking about it, and that the pinnacle has never been better. Next week, FTR are in action, and well, Sean, what do they always say? And Sean Spears says, when you're in the pinnacle, you're always on top. So yeah, they're then he kind of like is realigning himself with FTR, which I have a feeling FTR will kind of distance themselves from him next week. Yeah, I think so too. Like either kind of walk out on them or like something happens with the match against Billy's kids. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> I, I see the it just being MJF and uh, Sean Spears moving forward. We go to the best friends backstage, the whole group of them, and they're being interviewed. And Yuta's being asked a question by Tony about what happened last week with William Regal when Trent stops and interrupts him and says, You know what, Yuta? I never liked you, says Trent. He says, Chucky, Orange, all of us, we trained you. We, they put you on their couch. We got you here in AEW. And now you want to go hang out with the Regal Tough Guy Club? Wow. You know, like, we don't want you anymore. And Yuta basically says, you know what, Trent? I never liked you either. But I got here to AEW. I didn't try to be a best friend. I'm trying to be a best wrestler. And then walks off. So Yuta seeming like he's not so friendly with the best friends anymore. I, excuse me. Yeah. Sorry, just having a bit of a sneezing fit right there. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, I, I like it. I, I'm good, good. You should leave this group and go look for something else. Um, I, I'm ready to see this, the growth of the, what is it, the, the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, yeah, that's right. And I saw someone on Twitter say, I, I can't remember who it was, but pointed out that Utah and Garcia had like a bit of a feud on the indies and uh, had that Iron Man match, which a lot of people were raving about, I think last year. And to think now, if you've got Utah joining this combat club and Garcia in the sports entertainment like group, it could lead to a quite a nice little feud, um, like potentially for quite a while between these two. Which I like. True, yeah. Um, but which still, yeah, the eventual not going to be doing anything in the best friends. You know, I enjoy the best friends, but there's there's a ceiling with them. I think so. It is it is time to, for him to leave the group. It looks like Statlander's left as well. I think um, she. It's like it's like everyone like the party's over. Yeah, They're like all right, we're tired of being aliens and yeah, funny guys and stuff. I, that's where it seems, but I, I still think Orange, Trent, and Chucky will all stay as a unit. And Sue, of course, can't forget yes. about Sue, star of the Up Next Rumble this last January. Uh, we go to our next match: Ring of Honor TV title on the line. No, Adam Cole versus Jay Lethal, two Ring of Honor. Uh, Superstars going one-on-one once again. Uh, they do mention all the history of them in Ring of Honor, which, again, is always cool when AEW kind of does that, um, mentioning that they've they've gone on to have quite some, some battles, whether it was for the ROH TV title or the world title. But they mention that in most cases, Adam Cole tends to have the 
W over Lethal. Uh, Lethal, though, does, when this match starts off, does have control and hits a uh, handspring, carwheel into the dropkick. Cole taunts on the apron for the boom chant, but then gets dropkicked off that. During picture-in-picture, picture, Cole gains control and starts hitting some series of pump kicks. Red Dragon keep getting getting in, into the, the way of Jay Lethal kind of distracting him. There's a series of roll-ups and super kicks, but then Cole gets caught into a cutter for a near fall. Lethal then goes for the lethal injection cutter, the handspring into the ropes, but in midair, upside down, backwards, he gets super kicked from Adam Cole, and then he's hit with the Panama City Sunrise for a two count, the Canadian Destroyer there, and then Red Dragon again allow a distraction for Adam Cole to now counter the lethal injection again, but with a shot to the balls, uh, re- drop and then he drops the boom. But I really think he drops the boom when he hits him in the balls. Really, yeah, I but, do yeah. like the hand spring into a low blow. Pretty, pretty it did nice. look nice. It was a nice visual. I don't yeah. know how to describe it, but a guy doing a cartwheel attempting to do a pretty cool wrestling move gets countered and blocked into just nice old punch to the balls, punch to the dick. Little preview of up next mania. Yeah, Adam Cole making sure that Jay Lethal has no baybays mm. here, but yeah, uh, Adam Cole wins. Yeah, yeah, fine match uh, between these two. I don't think there was really any doubt who was going to win this, and um, felt a little cold seeing that we never really see Jay Lethal. But it was cool they brought up the kind of Ring of Honor history, and I thought they had a good match. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was a. It felt like an old school ring of honor match i guess just because i've seen them wrestle a few times uh someone in the twitch chat says it was they, they actually went three two so adam cole had three wins and lethal two so now it's four two if they ever fight again uh but after the match cole grabs a microphone and says that he should be aew champion and that hangman page stole my victory but last week in that tag match i pinned jungle boy while i was looking at hangman and I know what he saw. I saw the fear. I mean, I know what I saw. I saw the fear in his eyes. And he is looking at a man who's going to take the title from him. And he calls Hangman a coward. And then Hangman comes out and and stares them down as Red Dragon and Cole are about to attack him. Hangman attacks them with I think was like his belt that he like whips them mm-hmm. with. But then the three of them beat down on him. When Jungle Boy comes running down, Jurassic Express runs for the save, but Cole snatches the world title, and uh, yeah, he leaves with the title, posing, "This is my title now." So he steals the title's champ. I mean, the the champ's title. Yeah, I can't say this feud's really doing it for me. Um, we've already had the big match at the pay per view, and I don't think they're adding anything new to it. Like, there are no new layers being added to this feud. It's just, you know, Cole attacking people and Hangman running out for the save. It's considering the history these guys have, I feel, and I, and I felt this going into the pay-per-view, I feel there should be something a bit deeper than we're seeing. It, it, does, feel, it does feel very low down in the interest, considering this is your world title feud. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I feel no, like I know. I've seen this before, almost. No, I feel what you mean. Like I, I know what you mean. It feels a little not as uh, fired up. There's not really there. There isn't some layers that maybe they should 
kind of maybe explain or give like then just I'm just going to take your title. Yeah, you you beat me, but you were lucky. It's like, okay, you could do a bit more here, uh, specifically with Red Dragon and the Bucks uh, kind of maybe being involved. But I guess that's I, I don't know. I, I wasn't I feeling it too. Like, look, I think a match would be a rematch of them would be good. I would love to see it. For don't sure, get me yeah. wrong. I love both of these guys. I think they're incredible. But I do think the story is a little lackluster when it's like, do we just we know the match is going to be good. So why even give it better, better story? But I'm like, yeah, I feel like there is a better story there. I feel we don't get a whole load of rematches in AEW. And when we do, they've. They've either spread them out quite nicely or have like really had something to justify that rematch. I don't like I'm trying to remember the end of that match. Was there anything particularly dastardly like that justifies Cole? Like, no, no. So whereas the the punk MJF thing, you get MJF's logic because he he said like, right, I'm focusing on Wardlow, but. Uh, I still, we need our rubber match. Like you cheated to win. And the whole, the first time round, it was MJF cheated to win. So there's justification for having that third match. Um, I just don't really feel it's there between these two. Get that ROH footage out there and just, yeah. Yeah, put together, so, yeah, put together no something bucks this with week that. as well, was there? There wasn't, yeah, there wasn't any no. bucks. No bucks. On no the bucks. show, yeah, I feel like there's there's story to be told with the Bucks, Red Dragon, Adam Cole, like, yeah, I I don't know, I don't know quite what it is, but maybe they're they're scared to pull the trigger and stuff, and and I know it seems Kenny Omega is going to be out for even longer than expected. He got like even some what some more surgery and stuff like that. So he he yeah. says he says he's getting everything fixed that he had like wrong in the last five years so he's going to come back like the damn terminator or something yeah. but yeah i mean I, i'm i'm interested in the storylines with all these guys but i do feel like this one should it should almost like write itself and and be easy i think we all thought but for some reason it's not quite the interest is there again the wrestling is going to be fantastic but yeah the story so much so far i mean it's not like the story like the next feud because the next feud's got probably the the most interesting story if you thought NXT was horny, just wait for this. Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti are in the ring. And Sammy mentions, you know, how he lost the TNT title, but he did. He had a great reign twice and mentions he does all this for the fans. He sees the, the, the things people say about him taking these crazy bumps week after week. And he says, well, it doesn't matter. He does it. This is what he does it for. He does it for the fans. And, and he's done everything in his career. I got everything I ever needed. And then he looks over at Ty and hands her the microphone. And she says, referring to Paige Van Zandt, Bitch, you're going to get your ass kicked just like you did your whole fighting career. So she's calling out. She did out, say it in, in Portuguese first. Right. Sorry. In, yes. She says it in Portuguese and then translates it for everybody here. But yeah. Uh, then... Lambert and the the whole squad come out and well he's got Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky who's the now TNT champion and Lambert wears the the other title around his waist still mentions that everyone here are seller dwellers and talk about how Ethan Page is the best thing Canada the only thing Canada got right ever and then mentions that Sammy Guevara was a cheap champion anyways he sucked and 
If your parents give you an extra $9.99 a month, you can subscribe to Paige Van Zant's fan page and find out why Orange Cassidy keeps his hands in his pockets all day. <laughs> Jeez. Only fans and fan pages are all the, the rave here. And then he calls uh, – does he call Ty Conti a lucha horus? He does indeed, yeah. Wow, wow. That's – I never heard that in wrestling. Uh, I thought that would be the most ridiculous thing said on the show. I thought that was like, oh, well, that's it. That's that's that would be it then. No, that's not it. He then says, I doesn't even have time for these guys, these losers anymore. As the men of the year walk off, Lambert says, kiss your title goodbye, and then smooches the TNT Championship title. And then Sammy says, hold on, hold on, Dan, hold on. I now I know. That me and Ty, we live rent-free in your head. But if you only knew what we did with that title, well, now we live in your mouth too. And then they laugh and Lambert realizes some things and then drops the title and starts spitting out his mouth and probably asks the men of the year, Hey, uh, hey, Ethan Page, got any more gum? And starts spitting everywhere. And wow, wow, just craziness, attitude. Yeah. Horniness. This, this wasn't great. Um, this they they needed someone to fill that Cody and Brandy void, <laughs> and it's Sammy and Ty to feud with Dan Lambert. And even it, like just there was a little video to um, promote Rampage just before this, and it was pretty much Dan Lambert going like, "Hey, I was feuding with your brother, but he's gone, so Dustin, you're <laughs> facing Lance Archer on Friday." <laughs> And this is the same thing. Okay, what couples around? And even even Sammy's promo was Cody esque because it was like I feel like you're cutting a babyface promo, but you're coming across a bit heelish. Um, I yeah, I can't say I'm ever interested in any of these Dan Lambert Men of the Year American Top Team feuds. I just none of them have clicked for me, and I, I don't think Dan Lambert's bad on the mic per se just i'm not ever interested in any of these feuds i find sammy and ty pretty unbearable um yeah <laughs> when sammy when sammy came out and it was when sammy was standing there with ty in the ring i was like oh he's gonna propose to her that's what this segment's yeah. gonna be yeah because they still have just not told if you don't follow any of the like the online they're just assuming you so, do like this is like you can't avoid. I'm sure, like, my mum knows these two are fucking and she doesn't have a clue who they are. You know, like, it's... You can't avoid these two. Um, it's not like you've got to tune into BTE or his vlog or whatever. It's everywhere. Um, you should it, you, you you should sit your mum down yeah. and watch Sammy Guevara's vlog with her. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, yeah, th- this was pretty awful. Um like, and look, I, 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 la- I laughed, I laughed, but then I also just facepalmed. I was like, oh, man, it's like he's trying to be like Jericho, like with Stephanie McMahon stuff. And I don't, I don't know. It's just it's just kind of it's all it's all over the place. But, hey, you know what? There's probably people out there that, that love this and did find this funny and are super into it. And I totally I totally get it. This felt like your sports entertainment yeah. segment of the of the show. But, yeah. Uh, and then since Ty has posted a photo of Sammy and Ty naked in bed with the title just just good stuff it's just quality content i'm all for it yeah you know they're just promoting a healthy relationship 
<laughs> I hope they're not the couple that always go, look at us. We've just started dating for two they weeks. Look at us. And then, like, we all know what happens to those couples. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll both be with someone else in, like, three months. Oh, man. No, I hope it go. I hope they go the distance. Don't say that. Love is real. Come on. Yeah. Wow. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for the, what's their, what's their ship name as a, like if NXT can get on TMZ, I mean, that, that's the goal for AEW. They were like, no, we gotta, we gotta up this shit. We gotta up the horniness on dynamite 2.0 can't steal our thunder. What, 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 what's their ship name? Sammy? Ty? I can't, Samara? They, Samara. That's what they call it. Yeah. Yeah. I think strange, but yeah. Great. Lucha Horus. Yeah. With the, with the replica title. Good stuff. What what mm-hmm. what what did they mean when they said that they were doing stuff with the title, David? Right. Let's get to the next match. <laughs> <laughs> Layla Hirsch going up against Red Velvet. Uh, I I was gonna keep saying that Layla Hirsch. I, I think I had Sino on last week, and I was like, "Why is La- you know why is Layla Hirsch the bad guy?" And he corrected me by by telling me, "Well, she does beat people with this." Giant piece of metal. I was like, oh, yeah, true. Okay, fair fair play. Uh, So you know Layla Hirsch has got that turnbuckle hanging around somewhere. Uh, We get, uh, before the bell even rings. It's in her ass the whole match, isn't it? Spoilers. Well, Red Velvet runs off the, like, steel steps on the outside and hits a cool-looking, crazy-looking Rana on Layla Hurst before the bell even rings. And then they go in the ring and she starts putting the boots to Layla. When we come back, Layla tries to level out red, but then she gets hit with a series of kicks and clean some pretty fancy, like Ranhausen's and spin kicks there. Layla comes back with a German, like off the ropes on red velvet, but it's a two count velvet comes back with the mix kick, which is, looks pretty cool. But then Layla eventually gets out of it, rolls out, goes under the, the apron and grabs the turnbuckle, but then Bryce sees it. I actually, I love Bryce, but he turned around and instantly was like, no. Like, how would you know she had it? You had to look mm-hmm. and then see it. He's like, wait, no. But he didn't realize that, yes, she had a smaller piece of the turnbuckle. Uh, maybe not quite in her ass, but somewhere <laughs> in her trunks here. Nails velvet with her, and Bryce then doesn't see it, but then is like, hmm, she's just laid out, but counts it anyway. Layla gets the pin and then afterwards attacks Red Velvet and puts her in the arm bar. But it's Statlander who comes out for the save to scare her off. Yeah, um, I think they were in a bit of a death spot here. You had you had a lot of like very good matches in the first half of this show. Um, and these are two characters who aren't too like hot or popular with the crowd right now. I thought the match was fine. Um, like I, I like Red Velvet. I think she's uh, actually I like both these women. I I think uh, Layla Hirsch's kind of um, like sort of wrestling style, like with the suplexes and stuff, works really well. And she's got quite a different look. And I like Velvet too, but it just felt a little flat at this point in the show. Yeah, uh, I, I I agree. Like I think the crowd, I mean, at least for us, people, especially watching at home, like we were getting all this crazy stuff in that first hour. I think AEW does that a lot where it's like TK just is just like, go, go, go. And then like kind of it, it kind of fizzles out a little bit. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm already over this feud, but I guess it's still going to continue, especially with Statlander. I like the new look for Statlander, the less alien, more just kind of she looks more badass and looks like she would 
she does want to beat up Layla Hirsch. I do think that eventual match will be good, but yeah. Do you think this would be to, yeah, have the blow off and then it would be maybe Layla Hirsch for Rose's next challenger after Nyla, maybe? Sure, yeah. Perhaps, like, and they're just trying to build up the rest of the division. So it's good that they've started having more different, uh, like, feuds within the women's division. I just feel the way this show was laid out, it, it was a crazy first hour. But then all the women's segments just seem to be crammed together in a short period of time. And I think they had a, like, you had Sammy and Tay, Hirsch and Velvet, um, Jade and Thunder Rosa. Like, all the women's segments right next to each other. And I think you could have done with having them, like, in between some of those early matches. No, yeah. Rather than have those three first matches been crazy and back-to-back. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right though. Layla Hirsch maybe beats Statlander and then goes for the title, or or the other way where Statlander wins and goes after Jade or or something like that. Uh, I'm I'm gonna mention back the Sammy Guevara thing because I'm just on Twitter and I see a tweet that was just put out maybe like under an hour ago from Eddie Kingston, who puts the uh, the the frog sipping tea Kermit the frog sipping tea meme. Saying, but that's none of my business. And the caption he put is, so a championship that is supposed to represent a lost friend, dot, dot, dot. Yikes. Oh, dear. Yeah, and a bunch of the Dark Order people retweeted it. So, <laughs> damn. Yeah, I didn't even think of it like that. Uh, but, yeah, I could see that pissing uh, a lot of people off. But, I mean, it's it's a, it's, it's a TV show. But, yeah, damn. I didn't, I didn't even think of it like that. Mm. But, yeah. But yeah, I mean, do, why why would you, Sammy? It's just weird. Why would you do that with the title? I mean, it's don't say it's a thing. Sorry, no. I mean, no. I mean, it's just I don't know. I can understand why someone would get upset by that, but come on, it's just it's it's a scripted thing in a stupid yeah yeah feud, you know. And it sucks. It sucks. If you're being technical, it's not even the same title, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Well, we go to Jade, who's backstage with Smart Mark, and they're talking about her big 30 and O, which it's going to be. But we have to know who the opponent is. But it's all about after the match, because there's going to be a huge celebration. And Jade says, Mark, write this down. I want money, confetti dropping money from the sky. I want everything green. I want green Lamborghinis. I want... A better celebration than whatever that Thunder Rose is going to... What's her name again? Oh, yeah, I beat her. It doesn't matter. And I want the finest exotic dancers. And I want a section for all my baddies. Uh, but, yeah, there's going to be a celebration on Rampage um, after Jade gets her 30th win. But uh, we don't know And the a lot opponent. of green. All the green. All the green. All the green. Yeah. You could have Kermit come out there, couldn't you? Yeah, you could. It ain't easy being green, but I mean, it looks uh, it looks good on her. She lo- she's loving the green lately because it means money. Because she's so money, baby. And then it was as if um, they realized that they hadn't hit their shit quota this week because Jay just goes, "Tony, cut the shit." <laughs> it's like Tony wasn't, wasn't saying anything. It was so unnecessary. <laughs> it's like fuck. No one said shit this week. Tony, cut the shit. 
Poor Tony. I mean, he's interviewing fucking everyone. I mean, I'm imagining most of these are like pre-taped and stuff like that. So he's not always running around huffing and puffing doing these things. Cause like, that's what I, I, I would figure they tape these things, obviously. But it's like, poor guy. But then you listen to him on commentary and it's like every time he, he's out there commentating for AEW, he's commentating like it's his last show ever. And I oh. fucking respect it. He's having the ball. He's having a ball every he's time. He's loving it. He's like, like, I love AEW, man. Yeah, man. I'm here. It's Dynamite, he was, man. He was just pouring coffees at Starbucks not too long ago. And now he's... He's hanging out with his friends. He's got yeah, his man. earrings in. He's loving life, yo, man. Fucking, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Fucking, yo. Put some respect on Tony Schiavone's name. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I don't know how to spell Unlike his last name. some others on commentary who <laughs> sound like they wish it was their last shift. Oh. Well, we go to our next match. Uh, sorry, it is supposed to be some sort of celebration. Well, it's Thunder Rosa who is right away interrupted by Vicky Guerrero here because it's excuse me here in Texas. The crowd's hot for thunder, but they got pretty excited to hear Vicky Guerrero's voice for a second. Did there. they? Then they booed her. Yeah. Then they realized. Yeah. Uh, Vicky mentions that uh, she's not Thunder Rose is not a real champion and that she should take her fake green card and return to Mexico. Thunder Rosa says, what are you talking about? I have my American citizenship right here in Texas. When Vicky says, you know, well, your, your time is up. You're not a real champ. And she's attacked from behind by Nyla Rose, uh, who actually won the title here in this, uh, arena. But yeah, Nyla attacks her and stands tall. Just like you said, it's, it's Lady Kane. It's the, the Kane's the first challenger. Nyla Rose is the first challenger. Yeah. We, we called this last week, right? It's, it it makes sense. It's an easy. It's always an easy feud to book because it's just David versus Goliath, um, and she's expendable. She can lose. It gives it gives your champion a that first title defense. We see it all the time. Like I feel Lance Archer is male Kane in this company, and then Kane is just Kane in the other company. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't say it really interests me, but. I, I can't really think of anyone else for that first feud either. So I don't think this will be pay-per-view. Um, no. But probably a TV defense in a few weeks. So it's it's predictable, but it does kind of make sense. There is Battle of the Belts, which I think we'll get. Oh, Hangman, yeah. Yeah, Hangman and Cole 2, and then I assume Thunder versus yeah. Nyla as well. Okay, that makes sense. Um, shame she didn't get to at least speak and have a little bit of a celebration first. Yeah, I think you know, she should. Yeah, I think something like you just she just won. Let her, let her say her piece. But yeah. she didn't get that. We go to our main event, the Jericho Appreciation Society. I said it correctly. Versus, uh, I completely didn't even write down who it is, but the Dark Order: John Silver and Alex Reynolds. And Judas hits the crowd. Here are singing it all loudly. They cut to everyone having a grand old time. And then Daddy Magic on the microphone says, you people don't deserve to sing such a good song and you don't deserve to watch such a great sports entertainer. All hail the influencer. So this match starts. It's Jericho and Garcia versus Silver and Reynolds. We get Silver and Reynolds kind of acting fast, taking out Garcia quick and taking out Jericho pretty fast. And then on the outside, they hit a brain buster like tope combo, just spiking Chris Jericho on the head here. I listened to him with William Regal, and he, yeah. didn't, he t- didn't he talk about 
not getting dropped on his head. <laughs> yeah, R- Regal's going like, uh, I don't know why these people are dropping on their heads. They don't need to do it. And Jericho sheepishly is like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just did that in my last match, but I won't do it again. Never again. And then Brainbuster yeah. Tope on yeah. Jericho. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so he's taken out for a little bit here. They get, they find their attention to Garcia and they attack him. There's like this pop up European uppercut combo. And then picture in picture when Jericho comes back and starts beating down on the Dark Order. The, the rest of the Dark Order guys ringside try to help out, but the ref just sees them and tells them to get out of here. So she ejects them. We get Garcia just beating up Alex Reynolds here, just pummeling him. Tags in Jericho, who goes for the lion salt, but misses it. Finally, Silver is tagged in, and they mention it's his dream to, to face Jericho here since that photo with him. And Jericho... Gets, it gets beat up by Silver, but then Garcia gets, gets in there to stop Silver and then goes to get thrown out, but kind of like slips up. So just drops to the ground and then rolls out. So Silver then does the classic Liger pose. Remember that famous J Cup match or whatever where the guy, is is it Sasuke? Yeah, Sasuke drops and it's like a botch, but it's part of the finish. He goes to the springboard, right? Yeah. So so he does the pose here, which I thought was pretty funny. And then there's a huge spot where Silver now is just on fire. It's like he got the the star in Super Mario or something because he's just lighting everyone up here, beating up everyone, gets back into the ring and gets dropped by Jericho for a near fall. There's then Garcia who's in with these like – oh, sorry. I think it's Garcia who then gets hit with this like German suplex uppercut combo, all sorts – but Silver gets caught on the outside by Hager, who's not even in the match, and power slams Silver, taking him out. Garcia's in the ring with Reynolds and Jericho when the ref isn't looking. Nails Reynolds in the back with his bat, Floyd, which then allows Garcia to drop Alex into a sharpshooter. And then he's just bending him back here, and Reynolds taps out the Jericho Appreciation Society win their first match. Yeah, like decent enough match um, here. I I do really enjoy Silver and Reynolds. I love that combination they do. Um, you know, en- ending with the it's like the power bomb, the stunner, the uppercut, the that pin. I always think it looks so good, and and Silver's just great, as you said. Like like he's Super Mario taking the star whenever he does that that like Hulk up moment. It, it's so entertaining. Um, I feel like. Yeah, this whole card should have been, like, moved around. I didn't feel like this felt like a main event. And I feel after a few, like, weak segments before it, it did kind of feel the show sort of fizzled out a little bit. I think you should have ended with that Hardy-Sting-Darby match 100% and had this a little earlier. Because there's no real beef between these two stables either at the moment. Yeah, true. I guess you could have ended with the Hardys thing because it was also just so crazy that it would have had people being like, wow, what an end to the show. I, I like the match. Don't get me wrong. But it was definitely the purpose was to kind of get Jericho and Garcia over. But it had some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, Silver especially always impresses me. He's so so fiery, that guy, just running around beating everybody up. But yeah, I thought it, I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, it, it was a weird choice for the main event. I was like, oh, okay. That, I that find was it. it- I do find it weird as well that Sammy really hasn't shown like much upset over the 
breaking of the inner circle. <laughs> he didn't even mention it. <laughs> no, he's just like, oh, I I came on that belt. Like he doesn't <laughs> He doesn't care, does he? Um, doesn't matter had sex. I don't know. Uh, and now he's got exactly. a girlfriend. Yeah. Exactly. He's to- he's your one friend that like you don't see once he's in a relationship and you you don't see him for the next 3 years and then he's like, "Oh, hey, uh, remember me? I'm one of your friends. Uh me and my girlfriend broke up." Can be friends again. Like that's probably what he's doing. Yeah, he's just yeah. It just I I think the visual of seeing Jericho partnering with Garcia, who's obviously like like similar size to Sammy, probably similar age to Sammy. You you feel like that is a natural thing to da- do down the line, Garcia and Sammy again, because of the the hurt of him being replaced. Yeah. Um. But like, uh, I don't know. I I just feel there's a bit of a disconnect there. Um, but overall, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this show. I do think that first hour was nuts. Like, really, one of the best first hours of Dynamite I think we've seen. Uh, really, really entertaining. Uh, the show did kind of fizzle out for me, though, in the second hour. Yeah, look, I, I think wrestling-wise, Punk and Dax was, like, the the best match. But then just the craziness of that hardcore, almost DDT wrestling style, fight through the crowd style thing with that other match that was just super fun as well but yeah i i i I did like uh some of the other stuff i did like the main event as well but yeah like like we said the second hour does take a bit of a dip and you kind of like chill out after just the chaos of the first one it seems to be a pattern with with aw but it might uh, might be deliberate i mean yeah he he, we have seen he's kind of shifted tony khan that is has shifted things around uh for like for ratings for which like quarters do best and that kind of thing so it it could be a deliberate thing where he really wants to stat that first hour and kind of chill out a little bit more in the second. I, I don't know, but I mean, um, it, you're, you, like I said, you're three weeks in of having Jeff Hardy and you've already had him jump off stuff. That's going to be on everyone's what TikTok and Instagram and, and YouTube and the clip of that, like everywhere because it's like, Oh shit, Jeff Hardy's there. Like, and he's already jumping off stuff. Like mm-hmm. I got to check this shit out. So I feel like it was a good uh, way to get some. Different eyes, I think that will that will watch. But yeah, overall, I always entertain when I watch this show. I it it always 100%. flies by. It flies by, and it's so much fun. Whether it's uh, good wrestling, whether it's Sting doing ridiculous dives, Darby getting thrown downstairs, or Sammy talking about just nothing on belts, just yeah. good old classic wrestling doesn't let me down. Shout out Dynamite. Uh, we will be back next week. Well, you will be back with Sino to talk all about some dynamite next week. They did announce that Darby will be facing Andrade one on one. So that should be pretty good. On dynamite? Yeah, on dynamite. Oh, nice. Oh, looking forward to that. Rampage is Archer versus Dustin. Oh, yeah. Did we talk about why Lance Archer? Yeah, we, we, I skipped over that. Lance Archer and Dustin Rhodes, for some reason, are feuding, and they're going to have a match in Texas because they, they're like, well, I'm from Texas. You're from Texas, and I'm more Texan oh. than you. Lambert was building up a feud with his brother the whole time, and then he fucked off to WWE. So he's like, I'll take Goldust instead. The better roads, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Uh, So that's on Rampage. There's Red Dragon versus 5 and 10 from Dark Order, and Starks versus Swerve Strickland uh, as well. So that's on Rampage. No Uh, complete at all this week on on Rampage or uh, Dynamite. That's because Keith Lee is the type of guy to let other people shine. On Dynamite. Okay. So isn't he from Texas? Like, I, I is mean, he? Maybe that there's, sucks there's if he's not a, on the show then. Maybe there's a legit reason for that. Oh, okay. But just, okay. just does seem a little, little odd, him not being there. It does seem weird that we haven't, I haven't, it, he does feel like a complete afterthought of since coming into, but there's, there is a lot going on, but yeah. Mm. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, well, we'll be back. Like we mentioned, we got all these other shows up next, of course, is up from this week. Uh, Patreon.com for all the other shows. We got our whole best March ever is kind of winding down. We just did our best match 205 live. That's coming out this weekend, talking all about those hidden gems. Uh, the list is up on the Patreon to go watch and, and catch up and stuff. But we did a best match ever Steiners. We did a best match ever Shane McMahon. We were doing all sorts of stuff here in March. We're working on the April schedule, which uh, is is shaping up. It's looking pretty good as well. New episode of Was Next coming out this weekend as well, talking about the August 14th, 2013 episode of NXT, uh, featuring what did we have on that? We had Paige versus Summer Ray for the title. It's we crazy. had uh we had Bo sorry, uh Big E versus Curtis Axel for the IC title. Had an appearance from AJ Lee, uh a lot going on there. And a Paul challenge. Heyman. In Paul NXT? Heyman, yeah, and a yeah. challenge set out by Sami Zayn. So a lot going on there as well. Um, obviously, check out Shot in the Dark and and everything else. It's been a pretty stacked month here uh, for us. Yeah, so many podcasts, and it's only five bucks to get everything that we've ever done in that back catalog. All the other podcasts that we've done every month, every year, all that stuff, it's, it's in there, all the Patreon shows. So you can access and backtrack and Look at all the shows that we've done. But so many podcasts, only five bucks. North America's here. It's what keeps us going here at Up Next at BD Elite. And we appreciate you listening to us. We uh, thank you for giving us your ears. And thanks to Twitch chat every Wednesday night. Of course, that's always fun as well. But uh, that's it. That's all. At Up Next Podcast for all the updates on everything, including our WrestleMania live shows over WrestleMania weekend in either Leeds or Toronto. And, uh, yeah, I myself, Braden Harrington. You can find me on Twitter and I'm on Instagram at the Bray D. And I am at Davey Portman. Uh, take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And you are a Lucha Horus? I guess so. Ahoy! You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers and select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details.